This is Robert Sims with Be Extraordinary, a place where we help you discover and unlock the genius on the inside of you. Well, today I want to talk about being extraordinary. See, I believe that there is extraordinary in every individual. That God has designed us as extraordinary beings. That the Bible says that we're fearfully and we're wonderfully made. That we're image bearers. The Bible says in the beginning that God formed man out of the dust of the earth and breathed into him the breath of life and man became a living soul, a living being that they actually, that means that we're image bearers of God, that he made us in our own, in his own image. And so the Bible also says that we are the crowning achievement of his creation, that he created all of the universe. And then when it came to man, that was his crowning achievement. He said everything else was good. But when it came to mankind, he said that was very good. So in view of that, I believe that when he created us, he created with ex extraordinary abilities, talents, and gifts on the inside of us that we were supposed to make an eternal impact on the lives of everyone around us. We're to make our mark in history that we're not supposed to be born, live a mundane, mediocre, average life, and then die one day. No. I believe that there is extraordinary uh, abilities, extraordinary talents, extraordinary genius on the inside of each one of us. The problem is we don't believe we're extraordinary. So if you don't believe you're extraordinary, you'll never pursue extraordinary. So I want to convince you and send you on the journey of di a discovery. This is a journey of discovery. So I invite you to unlock your genius. So today I want to talk about embracing your own extraordinary. Uh, when I look at uh, the media and I look at, uh, let's say, uh, LeBron James. LeBron James, when it comes to basketball, is extraordinary. Now, when it comes to all of the different sports on the, on the planet, his extraordinary mainly consists of basketball. So his extraordinary is not in baseball. There are people that have extraordinary gifts and talents in multiple sports. But that's not what we're looking at right now. Right now, we want to discover our own extraordinary. So when we use the example of LeBron James, LeBron James is extraordinary. He's an extraordinary basketball handler, so he handles the ball quite well. He's a def uh, defensive player uh, in the, uh, the uh, NBA Finals. Man, he, that last uh, block, when he came and blocked that ball, that shows his defensive skills. He is extraordinary when it comes to basketball. He's an extraordinary scorer. He is proficient when it comes to scoring. So his extraordinary, he doesn't try to be extraordinary in finances. He's, he's not trying to be extraordinary as a doctor. He's not trying to be extraordinary as all these other elements. He found his 
his extraordinary, and he focused and spent time and energy and time and energy and focus and developed himself in that area. Now, there may be other extraordinary areas in his life, but right now he focused on those. And what he'll do later on if he decides after his career that he wants to go into broadcasting or develop a business uh, or businesses, he can do that. But the thing about it, he found his gift and his talent and how God designed him and gave him uh, a dexterity and uh, flexibility to be able to do these things and talents and abilities. But he took those talents and abilities, he discovered his genius. He spent time and time and time mastering that area, spending hours and hours and hours and hours in season and out of season, developing those to where he can bring his talent to the forefront. Now, his, his genius is different than somebody in football, right? Take Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is a genius in football. But it's a different genius, right? His genius is in scoring and passing the ball and evading uh, uh, defenders trying to tackle him. He spends hours and hours and hours beating on his craft, developing his skill. He, back when he was in college uh, at the Volunteers in Tennessee, he took the time, he discovered his craft, he discovered his genius, and he took the time, he embraced his genius. He wasn't trying to tackle. He wasn't a, a, a wide receiver. He wasn't a running back. He wasn't over playing basketball or soccer, hockey. No. He discovered his genius. He embraced his genius. And he grabbed that and he parlayed that and he developed it to become one of the almost, he almost got that Heisman Trophy. Then he became a pro uh, football player, developed his talents and skills even better. Now, as a retired uh, football player, he's one of the best in history, broken all kind of records. He's going into the Hall of Fame because he discovered his genius and developed his talents and abilities in that area of genius. He embraced it, but it's a different genius than LeBron James. So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about embracing your genius. Now embracing your genius is going to take innovation. Innovation, when I think of innovation, I think of moving outside of the box. There's a box or there's your, a traditional way of doing things. When you think of industries, uh, I think of uh, maybe uh, the broadcast industry where uh, there's always been a way that we've done it for several years. And someone that comes in that fresh in the, in the industry wants to come in and wants to do it, do it differently. And they want to innovate. And I know you've done it this way for, for a long time, but I just think that we might be able to do this and be successful in a different way. And a lot of times people that are traditionalists in that industry, that have been in the industry for years, can't see a way of innovation because it might disrupt the way things are being done that uh, is beneficial to them. So right now I want to talk about being innovative in your genius. That's one of the ways that you embrace your own 
level of extraordinary. And I want to talk about that. People that change the face of how things are done in their industry, whether it's broadcasting, sports, or anything, they had to overcome other people's opinions about how things should be done. It's not easy to bring innovation or move away from the traditional way things are done in any given vocation. We normally imitate people we see as great in that industry. So innovation may even start with imitation. But as you grow in your craft and you expand and you discover your own genius, it will move from imitation, you will get revelation, and then you will discover innovation. You can write that down. <laughs> yeah, again, we, we normally imitate people we see as great in our industry. One of the people I love, I love to talk about when I think about innovation is Oprah Winfrey. She started out as a newscaster imitating Barbara Walters. She wasn't able to start her own journey towards becoming an innovator until she stopped being an imitator and allowed her authentic personality to emerge. Now you think about that. She started out imitating Barbara Walters, but she began to allow her own personality, her own genius, the unique genius that she had. And through that journey, there wasn't, it wasn't a perfect journey. She made some mistakes. I, want, I remember one of the biggest mistakes she made, she talked about when she had the, uh, the Aryan Nation on her, her, uh, her broadcast. And she thought she was going to educate the public and, and educate these guys. But they used her broadcast as a platform to enhance their propaganda. And so she didn't have a perfect journey. She made some mistakes and she admitted it. But you can't, you can't be innovative and work safe and not take risks. It's risky to move away from uh, imitating or move away from the traditional way of doing things. You have to be, take chances. Take a chance on yourself. You're worth it. Begin to discover your own genius, your unique genius, your own extraordinary. Don't be afraid to allow your authentic self to emerge. When I say authentic self, I mean the person that that God created you to be. When you feel authentic, you know when you're being authentic. And you know when you're not, it's just not, things are not settling right with you. you your conscience is bothering you, you feel guilty, you feel like this is not me. You know when that is. So you, you have to do everything from that place, especially when you are a born again believer that you have to be, you can't violate your own conscience. Make sure you are, in, you are being consistent with your own conscience, that you're not violating that. And you may, and there's a level of adjustment that you will have, but at any given moment, never violate your own conscience. No matter what people say, they try to convince you. Continue to be consistent with your own conscience, okay? So don't be afraid to be your authentic self. That's what I mean by that. Being your authentic self means to do not violate your own conscience. If you, if you have a problem with something, don't do that. But, and if somebody says, no, don't do that, stay right here, no, no. I just feel this is something different. I know it's never been done before, 
But I see something extraordinary out there. And it's going to take risk, and I'm willing to do it. Don't be afraid to discover who you really are, which is how God created you. He wired you a certain way. Your particular personality is designed for your purpose. Let me say that again. Your particular personality is designed for your purpose. Man, there's been some things, there are things about my personality that I fought for years. Um, and there, there, and when I say that, there are certain things about my per I'm a fighter. And um, I had to embrace that, but I also had to hone it. So I'm a fighter and I, I don't just allow things to happen. I, I fight against things. Uh, I fight against tradition. I hate tradition. I hate uh, um, status quo. I hate cliches, especially religious cliches, things like that. But I had to allow the Spirit of God to help me fight that in the right way so that it would not uh, be so disruptive that it, it did more harm than good. So I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn how to uh, be my authentic self, but that's my thing. People would try to tame me, and people would try to pull me back, and to be more like uh, the traditional way of doing things and passive and uh, acquiesce to different things. And when I learned that this is how God designed me, and now I take this, I embrace who I am, and then take who I am to God and say, now God. Take who I really am, not who people want me to be, and help me to be my best. Help me to be the best at who I am designed to be. That's what we mean by being your authentic self, allowing the true nature of who God created me to be to emerge, to blossom, to flourish. And the, and the world is better when you are who you are designed to be. Man, you, you maximize your impact. When you're who people want you to be, then the impact that you have is diminished. So you could have the impact to, to uh, impact thousands, and you may only impact three or four hundred because you're, desi you're not designed to be that person. You're designed to be who God created you to be. So do that. Have the courage to be who you were created to be, who you're wired to be, your authentic self. Discover that. Take the time to do that. Your particular personality, again, is designed for your purpose. Make that a way of life. Don't ask, uh, listen, listen. Don't ask permission. Don't ask anybody's permission to be you. You already have God's permission and his approval. Listen to that. You don't have to ask for people's permission to be your authentic self. You already have God's permission and God's approval. So don't look for other people's permission to be you or their approval to be you. You are who God created you to be and continue to be that and embrace it. And if they don't like it, praise God. Just let them let God deal with them, but just be who you are. Be that person that changes the way your industry is done. Be an innovator of how church is done. Be an innovator of how 
ministry is done. Be an innovator of how uh, your your whatever industry you're in, the medicine or in law or in uh, uh, HR. Be an innovator of how it's done. Oprah changed how talk shows were done. Be your authentic self. No matter what your authentic self, it brings great joy to God. Listen to that. It brings God great joy when you are grateful for who he made you, how you are wired, and what your personal journey brought you through. So look at that. So he takes every experience that you had, the way you're wired, your, 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 your personality, your makeup, and he mixes that all together with his Holy Ghost. And he makes the authentic you, the authentic innovator, and he uses, his, uses you to make an impact on this world and on the lives of people around you. Your goal is not just to break barriers in industry or church or whatever you're called to, but your goal is to start with realizing and embracing the authentic person God has made you to be. When you do that, do whatever is necessary to go as high as you can. Listen. LeBron could have stayed in high school. He could have been the best high school basketball player ever. But that's one level. But he skipped college and went straight to the pros. Some of the other ones. Some people, most people, they go to college and they increase their level, their skill level. So that's the way that you, a lot of people, they start in junior high school and they're playing basketball or football baseball or what sport they play and they develop a skill level that they increase in that level then they go to that next level of college then they develop a, a greater level of skill a greater proficiency of that skill their genius they're developing their genius they're developing their ability to innovate and then they go to pro if they get that level then they go to pro and they get develop a higher skill now, you could develop your skill even there to where you get to, on the Pro Bowl team or, or you go to the, to the playoffs and, and then you go to the Super Bowl. And, and so all of these levels go as high as you can, whatever industry you're in. Develop and keep learning. Stop not learning. Leaders are readers. So make sure you're always learning. Keep your learning uh, gland <laughs> your learning gland on or you keep your learning switch on however you want to put it whichever is more uh, applicable to you make sure you're always learning wherever you're doing whatever you're doing wherever you're going that you're always learning you're learning even from children make sure you're always learning so that's how you develop in those areas embracing your genius So you're doing whatever is necessary to go as high as you can to be your best at being you. Reach to be the best at serving God and serving others. So no matter what industry you're in, no matter what ministry, whatever you do, whatever your calling is, make sure you have the in the back burner that I want to be my best, but I want to be my best for God and serving others also. So taking your place of innovation, 
you will literally change the way people think of your industry forever. Your ministry forever. Church forever. I want when people come in your presence that they don't think of the traditional. And traditional in itself, let, let's make this clear. Traditional in itself is not um, sinful. Because, again, when I talked about being an innovator, it starts with being an imitator. So how do I learn how to do this new industry? Well, I learned. I'm, I'm mentored by people that, are, that have developed the tradition of doing these certain things. These elements of tradition help me learn to embrace the industry, whether it's ministry or anything. But as a new person in that industry or a person in that industry, I don't stay with that tradition because there are new discoveries to discover in any industry or ministry. And I embrace that. The Bible didn't say that tradition was sinful. Never said that. It never said that. Jesus never said that. He said that you've made your traditions higher than my word. And your traditions have made the word of God of no effect. Why did they do that? Because they elevated the tradition higher than innovation. God always brings innovation. God always brings newness and fresh oil. And if you reject the fresh oil because you, this, that's not the way we've done it, then what God says is you elevated your tradition over my word. So we don't just uh, totally get rid of tradition. But we, we uh, hold tradition as a foundation of developing innovation. You can't innovate without, if you don't know the basics. You have to know the basics and the foundation of the industry. And then you move forward from there. So uh, the, in, in sports, they call it the fundamentals. So there are certain teams that uh, embrace the fundamentals. And when you embrace the fundamentals, that's the starting point. But then... Uh, when you move into innovation, when you take those uh, fundamentals or those traditions and then you look at other ways, how can I do it in different ways? How can I? Because if you deal those fundamentals, a team that just has fundamentals will go only so far. It's the team that has the fundamentals and then they allow their players to innovate with their, um, with their uh, skill level. They develop skills beyond the fundamentals, but they don't throw away the fundamentals. You can't be innovative and not have the fundamentals. Then you'll, you're all over the place and you can't do that. Again, great people have changed their industry to such a degree that it has influenced everyone in that industry. Before Oprah, no one had ever thought to do the things she's done. Bill, Gate, Bill Gates changed how people viewed computers. Paul Crouch changed the way people viewed Christian television. The guys Sean and John Fanning and Sean Parker, who in invented Napster, created something that changed music forever. I would say most true innovators started in obscurity. Most of them took all of their assets that looked disguised as trouble. Let me say that again. They took all of the assets 
that were disguised as troubles. They took, in other words, troubles are really assets. When you view your troubles as assets to where you're trying to go, only innovators can see that. Because most people that are not innovators, they see troubles as obstacles and blocks and walls, and I can't move any forward, and they stay where they are. But true innovators see those obstacles, blocks, troubles as assets that they're going to use to build, building bricks, that they build another sense of innovation in them. Maybe even devastating tragedy. They took them and used them as a platform for growth. They literally took these tragedies and didn't allow them to overcome them. So they didn't use, they didn't allow these tragedies to overcome them or to keep them back. But made them get from on top of them. They, they, they pushed that thing off of them. And they overcame them by putting them under them. Hmm. So in other words, the difficulty, the tragedy, was they were under the circumstances. So at some point they say, no, I'm not going to allow this tragedy, this difficulty, this circumstance, this, this uh, trouble to stay on top of me. They made that trouble get off of top of them. And they used it and they got on top of it and used it as a platform and told that trouble to shut up. It told they told the trouble to shut up. Come on. They literally took those tragedies and didn't allow them to overcome them. They started talking about the tragedy to help others. The power and in innovation begins when there is healing enough to expose it for the benefit of others. Power and in innovation starts when there is healing enough to expose it for the benefit of others. Begin today to tell your story. No one can tell your story like you. Your innovation is locked inside your story. Don't look at your tragedies from a victim perspective, but as tools given to you for the benefit of the world. Well, again, this is uh, Robert Sims of Be Extraordinary, where we invite you to unlock your genius to discover the true talents and abilities that you have that you may not know of. Have a great day.